Hi guys, welcome to a brief inquiry into the 1975. It's our fourth podcast now, and today we're going to go through the self-titled album. Woo! I am so excited. Uh, Lori and Afton, do you want to say hello? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you said that like the people from, um, uh, what's the fucking called? Um. The Sound of Music. <laughs> Shall we get into the news? Oh, sure. That was so perfect. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. That's so perfect. Does someone want to start with some of the news? Yeah, you- oh yeah. Go for it, Lori. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Matty was featured in No Rome's music video for Five Ways to Bleach Your Hair. Uh, the Nice Seventy Five finished their headline tour. Um, that was I think like this the scattered shows they played around Europe. I'm not actually too sure what those shows were. Um, but uh, they've kind of entered uh, festival season. They've headlined, I think. Uh, a couple of great festivals. They did a headline. They, like, opened up for people like Fleetwood Mac and The Cure. They've announced their next uh, set of tour dates for the fall, like, in five stops in North America. And in New Jersey, Raleigh, North Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, New Orleans, and Brookfield, Colorado. Uh, yeah, that's very exciting. They're trying a new ticket uh, website thing. And, um... So then, some other news is that they um, the first single has been sent to Spotify, so stay tuned for that. Um, very exciting, the first single from Notes. I'm going to assume it's going to come out either the first week of August or the week before Reading. I'm thinking it might come out on that mysterious Google date. People were talking about that, and they were saying that everyone who's playing, I think it's a Summer Sonic Festival that weekend, that's happening for them. The date that comes up on Google isn't the date that they're playing, and that is the way it is for other artists playing that festival. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, so I'm happy to, I mean, I might be wrong. It could be a little bit of both, to be fair. It's just something someone noticed and mentioned. Yeah, see, the reason I went by that is because, like, usually Google aren't the first people to know about that stuff. Difficult for me to picture how the 1975 would hack Google like that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like, since it was sent out to Spotify, there's a release date out there somewhere. In- Maddie mentioned in an interview two things. Um, One, that there might not be many or any physical copy sales of notes um, because of his commitment to a more eco-friendly distribution model. So what they're looking into is biodegradable USB ports. However, the drive like I do vinyl will be released. That's confirmed. (laughs) Okay, but it's confirmed. It is confirmed the way Maddie confirms things. I think anything that is confirmed doesn't that doesn't need to happen and like happens more than six months away is pretty up in the air. I'm still waiting on that Reddit anyway. So homeboy Um, deleted Twitter. He left Twitter. Opener Festival in Poland. 
There's a large fan response to it, um, and then he responded in his story the next day, apologizing to anyone who was offended. I mean, yeah, it's a sensitive thing, you know I mean? I think, you know, he's apologized, I think, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... He did delete the apology, though. He did delete the apology about three... Oh, did he? Yeah, about three hours after it went up. His apology was also extremely condescending. Uh, I think it was a bit of a dodge. The apology was basically... Sorry, you guys don't know big words like me. Well, and then he it. I, I don't know if he... I, I think it's, one, the difficult thing of being able to, like, convey both sides of what you mean in an Instagram story. I don't think he's very good online, to be honest with you. Um, The points he... the I can pull up the exact thing he said. I used the word, and then he says the R word, um, yesterday when going off about something on stage, and even though I was wanting to use the word literally, I realized that the dexterity of my vocabulary is not as important as the feelings... Of disabled people who could be potentially offended so for that i am sorry okay, yeah that is a big dodge yeah uh so i think one of the things that is happening now is that because he's on instagram more he's um participating in instagram more if that makes sense afton do you want to talk about the photography thing um uh, the second thing that Matt received backlash for in the past week was posting a picture on instagram that a photographer took of him without any credit which um People were rightfully annoyed by it. Eventually, he did credit the photographer uh, where it was due. I do think the context of the event was really important because it was maybe 24 hours after, I don't know the actual guy's name, but his at is like Roberts with a dot after the first R. And um, he knows Maddie. So I think it was, there was a, uh, then he followed him. So I think we're Gucci. So on to the album. Let's get some background info. Uh, it was released the 2nd of September 2013, and it was produced by Mike Crossy. It was recorded in Liverpool from autumn 2012 to 2013. Um, and I think at the Motor Museum in Liverpool where they did it, that's the last project that Mike Crossy worked on there, which is where he did all his other stuff with Arctic Monkeys and Foles and all that jazz. So it's a cool thing, I thought. His five weeks spread across a long period of time because they were also doing tours from autumn to spring. And there's significantly more than five weeks in that time frame. Mm. Uh, the album was panned by critics, as I think we all know. Uh, there were five singles released from it, which were Sex, Settle Down, Robbers, and Heart Out. Um, how many tracks? 16, I think? I think so. Alright, Laura, do you want to talk about what this was like for you as a first listening experience? Not for the podcast, but yeah. you have a much more refreshing one then. I mean, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I listened to it at least this year for the first time. Um, I mean, I don't know really. Like, I find it, I think it's a really good debut album. I think it kind of, it perfectly encapsulates what the 1975 are really. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Yeah, I agree. A lot of the album is like, other, like this is like a c- compilation of all of their stuff they've been through, you know, like mm-hmm. as a band for the last yeah, yeah, yeah. however long. So mm-hmm. it really does feel like a presentation of a identity in that sense, because it's kind of like a I greatest like that, hits yeah. album. Another thing I like is like, I find the songs on it sound like I don't really know how to even say this, but they sound really different 
yet they all kind of have that same kind of sound to them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But they've got the 1975 sound, which I, I know is really hard to describe, but I don't know. I just think it's a really good album to get into the band first with. Yeah, I think they like didn't hold on, hold back, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like every song they wanted to be huge. And I feel like they said that. Yeah. Okay, then. I think we're ready to get into the album. And in the background, if you can hear, is yep. the first self-titled, uh, first 1975 version we get. Um, these lyrics are really simple. And I think, like, a really pretty way. Probably by far my favorite version of this song. Yeah. Oh. I think my one's probably still the one on uh, a brief inquiry. Yeah. Um. I don't actually know. <laughs> I don't listen to them very often. Uh. I think like this one seems the most. I, maybe the reason that I really like this one is because like now that we have the other two, feels like a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like, oh, we're going to do this every time now. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Rather than, like, this is what we wanted to do this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the city. Um, so. We talked about it both on the both of the EP podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what else is here. Oh, there's, like, more echoey stuff, I feel like, on his vocals. They're a bit different. I don't really know. Um, I feel like this song is messier than other songs. Mm-hmm. Like in the way it sits, like all the other ones are like kind of pretty pop songs. And this one just actually stands out a lot. Like when I always came back to it, I was like, woof. Or if I listened to it on shuffle a couple times, I was like, oof. Um, this is like, I'm going to drop this Easter egg now. I think that every first single song, so the first like real song on every album has just one line as a chorus. Wait, what's that? It like, there's only one line as a chorus. I think that's so cool. Yeah. I think it's also a bit ironic the way that we like like to <clears throat> imprint really personal messages into their songs sometimes. What like right. about him specifically because he's only writes songs, and it's yeah. just like nah, bro, found this in my pocket, like a grocery <laughs> list. <laughs> I love. I hope like the backside of that was like remember to pick up dog shit that you left in the park or something. <laughs> Um, 
Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... I don't think it is. I don't have no idea. I've never thought about this song, like, narratively. Right. To be honest. I've never really considered it one of those, like, uh... Incredibly cool ones. Um... Oh my god, I love this song so much. <laughs> I used to literally, like, beginning of sophomore year, so that's, what, September, October 2017, mm-hmm. I used to listen to this song, like, on repeat on the bus to school, like, obsessively. Mm-hmm. It, like, and I'll just point out, point out my favorite line, too. Yeah, do it. I think it just, it functions as, like, half bop, half easy listening. That, like, doesn't, um, like, annoy me. I love the guitar in this song. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> uh, the harmonies here are really cool. Yeah, yeah. And the water droplet. I love that. Mm. Like, I don't, like, I, I'd love to know, like, what George's sample file like svts is that what they're called mm. look like is that what they're called i have no idea i have no idea yeah neither do i um when they performed this song live back in the day when they were like fire no i'm kidding <laughs> um <laughs> after this like m-o-n-e-y part which you'll hear later they would like go all like gritty with it and george would like get off the electronic kit and it was great uh-huh. that's cool here comes Second verse is my favorite. Um, the last line of the second verse. Uh, oh my god, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> it's okay. All of these kind of sound really similar. Yeah. It's funny because I'm confusing it with, which does not sound the same as the first two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, I quite like bridge as well. Here we go. Third verse and favorite verse. The last one is my favorite line in the whole song. I also love that, that lyric. That is my favorite line in the whole song. It's, yeah, it's def- it was my f- that lyric was my phone background for a while. Mm-hmm. I like just typed it out onto a thing and then saved as a. But um. Oh yeah, I have I have one of those. I, I can't. Uh, I forget what lyric I put, but I literally like found a picture. <laughs> oh, I can imagine how good that would sound. Yeah, I would lose my shit. Um. Oh, so that lyric that goes, and I can't believe that we're talking about him. I think that's another moment when him is referring to himself. Oh. Right. Um. Oh, he mentioned that this song is like about the overarching theme about how he struggles to have platonic relationships with women. I think you can kind of pick that up if you read the lyrics, like, and dissected them. And, like, that is not something I would ever want to put out in a record. Mm. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think that's, like, something that comes up a lot on this album in general. I is think that also, it's a little bit of a douchey idea. Um, you, you know what I mean? Mm. I friends with women because they all just like me so much. I don't think he's saying that. I think he's saying, like, he struggles to hold those relationships. Right. That's why it's nice that the lyric in Undo is, I could hear you giving her head. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Alright, I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I've never heard this one before, so you're gonna have to help me. 
I've only heard it once, but I hated it. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was <just> I. <laughs> nah, I, I, okay, I was just like so confused. First song that I ever heard by them, and I remember the first time I heard it so clearly. I think I talked about this in the first episode. You did, yeah, yeah, I remember. Just like, wow. I mean, I can see, I understand a lot of people are, like, annoyed by it, but, like, I don't know, I still fucking know it. It's I'm sorry, the sound of Homeboy's voice is annoying. Like, I understand the hate for um, that. I and I'm, so. like, in America who, like, likes the, like, British accents, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. whatever accent Homeboy's fronting is not it. <laughs> Good old shuffle beat. We love that. Oh, I have a cool thing to say later. Um, <laughs> there's, um, this song's a bit interesting in its, like, structure. There's, like, a clear hook, but all of them kind of sound like sort of choruses, and then lyrics and melodies kind of repeat, like, this melody we hear in the chorus. Mm. But it's ending a verse. Right, right, right. But that transition from that thing to what we're hearing now, in the in live versions, um, Adam does like this guitar, fucking great shit. It's a good moment. Um. Oh, the one story I have about this is from an interview with Mike Crossy, and one of the things that they were talking about is like that. Uh, they didn't want, and he talks about this again uh, later, but like, uh, that they didn't want like crazy vocals and harmonies, like intense ones. They wanted like a gang chant vocal, right? And so they'd like try to give the character, like the voices that they were doing different characters, right? And stuff. So they were like, yeah, so like they would like name the characters. The one that he mentioned was like, so one of them might be an old geezer named Oliver. And I was like, I can never imagine Homeboy being an old geezer named Oliver. Um, I'd just like to point out that that part that just passes my favorite part of the song. Oh, yeah. It is good. I think that's my favorite part to sing. Like, sometimes I'll be able to get through the song without singing, because it's like it's ear candy, you know? But that part I'm always, like, here for. I like the outro of this song. So do I. Me too. That's um, it. Mm-hmm. I think, like, what you just said, um, I'm literally, like, physically unable to get through any song without singing along. <laughs> I'm having, I'm struggling right now, but Hannah did brief me, saying, don't sing. <laughs> no, that sounds mean. It was just because, like, <laughs> when we sing, it's just hard to edit, I'll be honest, with our lovely <laughs> listeners. Me. Well, full disclosure, I don't really know how to edit, so... Please, God, contact us. Please, if you're honest. Honest, true. Love the opening of this song. Yeah, it's brilliant. And when the drums come in, oh. This is, yeah, this is just great. That first lyric is, like, quasi-lifted from the LCD song, um, to All My Friends. Is that what it's called? I I think he he mentioned an interview, which is the only reason I know that. But I think like for a long time it's strange because like now I can't say that like I do like this one, but for a long time I didn't like it, and I really could not tell you why. Really? 
I get that though, yeah. I, I get songs where that, like, I randomly like them. But no, I I don't know, I really, this song is just so catchy. It really is. Yeah, my favourite part of the song is when he says she's got a boyfriend anyway, and of course yeah. it's all, like, warbly and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can never quite imitate it when I'm singing along. Mm. I love the harmonies here. I don't know if they come up really well in the audio, but um, the uh, in live versions it's good. Um, I think one of my favorite reasons that I think this song is like it's it doesn't feel as like heavy rock as Arctic Monkeys, and I don't actually listen to Arctic Monkeys that much. So if I'm completely wrong, I've only heard a couple songs, but I don't get the same vibe. It's I like think, I think Arctic. I would say like it's not even like you can't even compare them. Arctic Monkeys like. Yeah. I was, Okay. Yeah, and I think like I don't really know why, but one of the things that I think gravitate like gravitated me towards like really liking the song because it's not really my style is like this is a really nice melody. Right. And like I don't think you get that a lot in like indie. Um, I can't say that I agree. I well like for me particularly like this first album, the reason it's my favorite album. Because this is what I listen to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I'm, I'm really into this stuff. So I really don't. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. Oh, just one thing that he said. Um, I think the story is that they wanted to write a song with the name Sex, and I think that's how this started. Uh, and now we will just let Adam. Oh my god. This might be one of my favorites. Really? Oh, because they were like linked. Yeah, we can get to that. I get what you mean. Um, great ending. Uh, I, I love this. Rock and roll is dead. I have that God bless. Shirt. The 1975. No, I'm <laughs> it's that they are dirty cheats. No, I'm I love Jamie. He popped into a 1975 group chat I was in. Uh... I love this song. I used to have uh, lyrics from Talk in my bio, and I have the lyrics from the little album booklet up on my wall. So good. I love the bass on that song. I think this is the best drums on any 1975 song. Okay, by the sound. I love, I love Maddie. Like, interesting, like, I know he said before he doesn't enjoy singing and he's not a vocalist, but I do love his vocals on this song. Yeah, the vocal productions on this song is incredible. Mm-hmm. In a recent... It made me pretty sad when Maddie said he didn't like singing. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, this is the point I was going to make. As I guess we can start the point here, but like the boldness of these vocals, I feel like we don't get vocals, like really belty vocals anymore. Like the only other yeah, song I really... is like I couldn't be more in I love. Really like 
like the loud vocals. Like, those harmonies are really well done. The second mention of the famouses follows. Um, I like this one, weirdly enough. <laughs> yeah. I think the line conversation superseded by the way he talks about himself. I agree. I think this whole thing is about him. Yeah. Um, that line really just, yeah, that's you. <laughs> it me. Uh, for the people who care, I don't think people mainly might care, but um, the this is a version that they chose the digital mixing of the song over the analog. And Chocolate is a version that they did the analog. If you care. I looked that up. Um, I feel like this is the first song that I listen to and I'm like this and Chocolate are like the two 19, good 1975 songs that you get out of the first five. Because, you know, like, we get bombarded with them later that are, like, this. This, like, shiny kind of sound. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's just a lot of, um, there's a lot going on in that track, too. Yeah. Like, if you give it a hot second longer than she needs. Goddamn. Uh, the next I song. I love this song. Really? Me too. I really actually nice. quite, like I I like their their interludes. Mm-hmm. I really like it as an interlude. Uh I it's funny because they play this song as the intro to Robbers, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The next song isn't Robbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it it's um I think it, it the reason I like that is because they always, you always hear like them talked about like, um, we want it to be like a uh, John Hughes film, you know, in that sense of score and then being reprised, you know, I think is really cool and it does yeah. make it feel more cinematic, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, it makes, yeah. This is the only song that was produced Oh, maybe it's not the only song, but this song was produced completely by Maddie and George. Mike Crossy did not, was not involved in the production. Mm-hmm. Just in case. All of this information is from a uh, an interview that Mike Crossy did that's, like, so confusing. And if you know, like, everything about music production, it's probably, like, fan fiction for you, to be honest. But it makes no sense to me. Um, <laughs> this song, Big Good. Uh, this is one of my favorites. This song, I already said I was going to compare it to like One Direction when they first went on tour. And it's just because the way that it's recorded is never the way that home, uh, Maddie sings it. And that makes me really sad. The chorus I'm talking about. Sing along at the concert and they decide they want to change the songs. Yep. And you're standing there and you're like, oh. And you're standing there like doing an almost harmony, but it wasn't. Um, this was a song, I didn't mention this earlier, but there's a couple of songs that they started playing before the album was released on those early, like, I don't know, like, almost pub shows, maybe, that they were playing around the UK. Uh, 
So this this melody. He doesn't go that way. I'm struggling a lot to know how to sing right now. This yeah. song is such a pop. It's yeah. so catchy. Um, yeah. And can I say, I truly enjoy the remix of this song. Oh my god. Oh, I want to point something out. This, like right here, this little like diddly. Yeah. I love that. That's it. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Um, oh, no, I do have something cool to say. Is that, like, <clears throat> uh, like, the first lyrics of those verses are, like, really simple. You know, it's, like, soft sound. And then mm -hmm. the next yeah, of it like is that. super wordy. And I think it's really cool. Mm. The bass? Yeah. Yeah. I love that part. Good job, Ross. Yeah, Ross, like, <laughs> it's incredible. Um... One I one thing I kind of noticed is that the like bass the lower harmonies remind me a lot of <clears throat> I don't know which song is it I don't know I don't remember the titles of Drive Like I Do songs but it's a song with Cellophane House in it um and the way at the end of that song that they like Cellophane House like that part is mm -hmm. mimics those kind of vocals a lot. <laughs> this whistle tone is the most 2014 part of any, of this album they could have put in. <laughs> that bitch was everywhere. Robbers. <laughs> yes, which is the next song. This is the oldest song on the album. Uh, Love the beginning of Robbers. So much sounds so good. Love it. Good work, guys. Yeah, she's starting. Again, we have like the beginning of An Encounter. Right? Yes. Playing yeah. back. This riff. Okay, yeah. let me pause it and explain to the audience why that is. It's, um... We're using a bot. Yeah, we're using a bot on Discord, and I am 100% sure that the only reason that you're able to do this without getting an ad or having to pay for it is because of the fact that they randomly speed it up and slow it down. So, <laughs> yeah. it's helping us avoid copyright, and, I mean... It, it really do be like that sometimes. Carry on. Hopefully it's not going to support copyright. True. Because we did get a copyright strike. Yeah. Rest in peace, sincerity. Um. So this was inspired by, like, True Romance, the song, and then a dream he had. And I think, uh... <laughs> um... Uh, it, uh... It's a cool song, and I think it, like, considering how loved by fans it is, it's also one of those songs that I think is, like, so... I, to be honest, never understood, like, so obsessed with Robbers. Like, I like it. Really? <clears throat> but, like... That hurt, that hurt. I <laughs> love this song. It's, like, so good. Perfect. Like, I feel the sitcom, I mean the rom-com it's in that I haven't watched or the teenage yeah, I, drama yeah, I, I, I haven't seen. Yeah, I watch it. Well, I never did. No. no, I mean like anyone, like anytime I see like like, I don't know, like anytime I just like am driving enough and the song comes on mm -hmm. and like I don't really do this that often and maybe it's because the music video is so like well depicted 
that like you can see this image so clearly. Yeah. Right. This is. Because there's a music video. Yeah, but it's also I think like <laughs> you can see that in the lyrics. Like it's. Right. You can feel it. I don't know. I think it. about that that's so funny <laughs> um the way that the first line of this bridge is sung in the drive like i do version is significantly better yeah i prefer the whole song so freaking good yeah that screams oh, yeah <laughs> there's just like is it, it just like, I think it's like the biggest emotional moment. This might be the most like emotionally evocative song on the album, you know? Yeah. I agree. I definitely agree. I think it's also the song that has documented probably the most moments in people's lives. Mm-hmm. It also is probably because yeah. it's one of their yeah. biggest songs, but you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I do. This is like, yeah. A lot of people have got this this song specifically tattooed and stuff, I've seen. Yep. Right. Curtis Connor, famously. I love Curtis Connor. <laughs> um, um, where are my Curtis Connor pictures at? Uh, leave a comment. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, Hannah here. Just um, jumping in post uh recording as I'm editing just because uh the last thing that we ended on was talking about Curtis Connor um and I wanted to like give you guys some things about like what we're planning to do with the podcast and other things um so this one will be is out Saturday hopefully the next one will be out not next Saturday but next Monday um and then we're also going to try hopefully if you guys want to participate to um, read out, like, a fan moment or a funny fan story or, like, a, like, moment where the 1975 were part of the soundtrack of your life. It doesn't have to be, like, incredibly, um, emotionally dense or anything. Um, I think we'd hear what the 1975 mean to everyone. Yeah, uh, if you liked it, um, make sure to give it a comment and subscribe if, mainly me, but if any of us made a mistake, uh, Hit me in my in the DMs of at the nineteen seventy five podcast on Instagram, uh, or drop them in the comments down below. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. I'm making a bracelet and I seriously fucked it up, and I think that you should know that. And I want you to leave it in the podcast.